Good morning, everybody. I'm going to declare us live, as I do every Friday. A little technical difficulties, but we're here. We're ready to go, as Julian said right before the show. Honestly, it, it, all we're going to do is cut out my egregious college basketball takes, and I think that may save us all some money. But I am Ben Razza here with Julian Edlow. We're going to talk NFL playoffs. We've got six games. Julian, how goes it? Happy Friday. I just, I'm mad at Kyrie Irving. I'm mad at the Philadelphia 76ers. If Kyrie Irving uh, doesn't get the urge to suddenly not play last night, I don't make my biggest bet of the NBA season on the 76ers and ruin a uh, completely good week. So we'll just get it back Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The big, the big games are here. The big games are here. I also bet the Sixers last night. That was my one blemish. College basketball has been fantastic. By me saying this, I will immediately end what is a really good hot streak probably really that has been really good nba is tough college football has been good you and me have both been uh picking our spots nicely there particularly with the big 12 oklahoma iowa state uh some of those teams we do have one game left uh we're gonna have some content on that on the site as well tough game i'll I'll be honest i don't have a strong take i think bam is gonna win but ohio state is better than people think i think we all saw that against clemson Fields was, I mean, I, I had uh, I had some Clemson money line pretty much in a few parlays. I didn't want to I didn't want to lay the points there. Uh, and Fields clearly showed us something. I'm curious to see how how that goes against Ohio State. I'm curious to see what winds up with Ohio State. These all the COVID issues. They have the bodies to play, but what exactly is going to go on there? Um, and from the Bama side, is Waddle going to play? Like, there's a lot of interesting storylines going on in that game. And Fields also, after taking that crack, like, how's – I couldn't believe how well he played after that hit. Uh, it's obviously going to be 10 days or whatever it is later, but how is he going to be feeling after after taking that hit? Uh, yeah, I mean, that was it, – it was obviously a pretty intense game. The targeting call changed. It's similar to what we saw two years – you know, when Clemson – Mm-hmm. Uh, last year when they got the benefit of the targeting call. And then Fields was unbelievable. I just don't know if Bama is on the LSU territory of an offense that it's seemingly impossible to stop. The only way to win, like to win, I think Ohio State's going to have to score 45 points probably. Um, I just don't know how they can hold them to under, you know, 30, something like that seems almost unrealistic. I mean, the the Alabama team total is, is 41 and a half, 42 so if they just have their average game offensively, yeah, Ohio State needs to score 45. And Alabama's going to get – they're going to get those points. Uh, so Ohio State's going to have to be up there. Um, like I'm riding, I'm riding Alabama future tickets. I'm scared to, uh, to lay points with Bama. It's a lot. Um, I'm excited. Like I told you, I'm more excited, I guess, to, if I'm going to add anything on here, rather than just being a, a Bama Moneyline fan, it's going to be player props. I'm excited to see. And then like, you know, I'm a casual college football better. I don't bet it. Like I bet the NBA, the NFL, stuff like that. So like, if you're just a casual fan, you can do something like, I think we're going to see points. So like you can parlay something like Alabama Moneyline with like an alternate over of like, 68 or something that's almost like a almost like a teaser but mm-hmm. you can get those at like minus 110 that's kind of a fun play that I think has a pretty good chance to hit oh I like it like I said it's going to be a fascinating game I'm going to probably dig into the player props I will say 
Monday night, me and Matt Kajeski going to do a live before lock. Uh, we're going to talk showdown. Good. We're going to talk props. So make sure to get there. And I do want to say right off the top, because Chad, like I said, this is going to be a lightning show. We're about to get into the NFL, but we are running the promos that you guys need to know about. 21 days of Osmo Plus for only $20. Use that promo code 2021. It's going to give you everything, ownership, projections, so much more. Or you can get 20% off the actual Osmo Plus yearly platinum pass. So that's everything. Promo code HAPPY. Uh, so two ways to get in and save some money. Uh, it's a perfect way to say, if you're looking for college basketball today, sign up for one of those getting slack. I've been dropping my picks. Knock on wood. Uh, we're going to keep it going. We're on a nice run there. Julian's going to get in there. We've got our tennis guys in full swing. Really, really good stuff. But why most people are here. Three games Saturday. Three games Sunday. Chat. Right off the top, you can do it throughout the show. I want to know which one of these dogs is going to win outright. So if you have if you have a hot take, drop it in there. We'll touch upon them on the show. We're going to go game by game, though. So let's get it started. We got the Colts. We've got the Bills. Bills, six and a half point favorites at home. I don't think it's a hot take to say that they look like the best. I'm not saying they're the best team in the league, but they've been playing like it. They're killing everybody. Right. Do you think that the Colts can go in there in the cold and possibly give them trouble? I don't think I'm going to lay the six and a half with the bills, but I will be backing them. I think you know how I bet this is obviously the perfect teaser piece uh, at six and a half to get the bills to win at home here. Um, I think the way that the bills offense is clicking, you know, there's they're they're scoring. They've, they've put up historic numbers offensively. Uh, Buffalo has won six games in a row coming into the postseason, all by double digits. So it's pretty tempting to just lay the points with them and their last seven wins, including a, a win over the Seahawks before they lost on that, that Hale Murray play. They've their last seven wins have all come by double digits. So Phillip rivers, not a good quarterback in the cold Phillip rivers, not a good quarterback in the playoffs. Uh, it just feels like Indy's not going to have enough to get there. The game script for them getting there is a lot of Jonathan Taylor, who's been great recently. Um, a lot of checking down to Hines, who's been good. Uh, Stefan Diggs, hopefully you, you need him to be healthy to get his 10 catches for 100 yards and a touchdown that kind of go, goes into that Buffalo offensive explosion every week. But I just see... Uh, I don't, I don't see the bills losing, losing the game at home. So I'm going to use them as a teaser piece rather than uh, rather than laying all the points here. I will though. I think Indy's game plan is going to be clear. Um, Start the game, running the ball, try and keep it close, try and grind some clock. I I do like Jonathan Taylor's rushing prop at 73 and a half yards. He's been hitting a lot of those overs recently and there's no reason to go away from him in this game. Do you feel the same way about his possible like carry volume? I know that's not a prop we talk about a lot, but just you think he'll have the opportunities regardless. So the the only way not is if you know Buffalo gets out a couple of scores early, which gets kind of scary. And the rushing prop, I guess, is maybe a little safer because if you're if you're indie and you're down fourteen and you're handing it to him, maybe he rips off some ten, twelve mm-hmm. chunk carries that don't matter as much, and the volume doesn't quite get there. But if if this is going to be a game that, that floats around the spread, if it's Buffalo by seven, I think that Taylor has to get 20 carries in this game. No doubt. Um, and our man Tyler brought up odd shopper page there. Uh, you can see it a lot of money on the bills, but I think that's 
rightfully so. Um, I see the game exactly how you do. I think the Bills win the game. Not running to the window to lay the six and a half. Uh, I'm not going to back the Colts, though. I think the Bills' money line piece is interesting. I went a similar direction. I will say I have a video that will be posted breaking down my favorite prop from Saturday. It is from this game. I'll give you a little snippet. It's not really a little snippet. It's kind of the whole thing. I think that T.Y. Hilton could struggle. Uh, Tredavious White is fantastic. I don't know how often he's going to get free behind. And just the way they distribute the ball, they have a lot, a lot of targets uh, that Rivers will go to. So I don't see T.Y. Hilton getting a ton of work in this game. I think they try to control it on the ground. But the Bills are good. Listen, at home, no excuse. I know it's early, but Josh Allen, I'm not going to say he needs to win this game, but he kind of does. This is, a, this is a spot they need to at least advance into the second round, given how good they've looked of late. I agree. Um, one last piece to add in. The Buffalo Bills on six-point teasers this year, 15-1. and one. There you go. That's pretty sick. I pretty probably sick. bet the one that they lost. <laughs> I probably did too. Uh-huh. Appreciate that, Chad. I will try to keep those winners coming. Like I said, we're in a good groove now that I've talked about it. It's going to be a rough Friday probably in college basketball. We're going to try to find it. Um, all right, let's keep it moving. We got, we've seen these teams, obviously, because they play in the same division twice. We've got the Rams going into Seattle, three-point home favorite for the Seahawks, over under low of 42. And we know why that is. The Rams have maybe the best defense in the league, and they – uh, regardless, I don't think it matters if Goff plays. They don't have a great quarterback, regardless who's there. Mm-hmm. Seattle hasn't looked as good. Interesting game, tough game, though. Do you have a lean in this one? Yeah, I'm trying not to overthink it. Like, I do like the under, but it's the type of game where we could get a pick six from a fantastic Rams defense. We could get a pick six from an improved Seattle defense going against either golf with a jacked up thumb or John Walford. So like I'm afraid of normally, you know, you see the lowest total on the board on wildcard weekend. It's probably an under, I'm a little afraid of it. I I'm trying not to overthink this game. And I, I did bet Seattle at three, uh, which this game coming down from four and a half to three, I think is pretty significant. Um, given that we don't have anything necessarily encouraging from, from the Rams. Uh, if Goff does play through a questionable tag, it's not like we expect them to be great. I'm not overthinking it. Uh, the, the far superior quarterback at home, and I don't think the Seattle defense is, is bad. I think they can, they can do a very good job against the Rams offense. They just held the Rams offense to nine points when they came to Seattle a couple weeks ago to basically play a game for the division. Not that that's going to happen. Not that the game is going to be exactly the same a couple weeks later because it's 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 not. But it's the third game between these teams. They split the regular season games, uh, so I, I don't think there's any red flag of like one side winning two games and it's so hard to beat a team three times or whatever. I, I'm there's this isn't a deep dive. This isn't a best bet, but I I do have some Seattle minus three because I can't pass on Russell Wilson at home at at that short of a number against whatever the Rams are going to roll out there at quarterback. I mean, it is like if there's one massive advantage you would want in a game, obviously it would be quarterback. And that is the biggest advantage. And I, listen, I needed the Rams badly last week. And I thought Walford was actually pretty impressive. He did what he needed to do. He looked fine. I just worry about the Rams only have one out to me. They have to stay in the game, lean on the defense, 
and kind of try to win it uh, late, maybe run the ball. What happens if they fall behind? What if Metcalf or Lockett or someone goes over the top early? I don't know if they're down 10 points early, how they bring them back, especially if it's Walford. I mean, Goff, we'll see what the thumb looks like, but I I do worry about that. Uh, Not going to probably touch this game, maybe a player prop. I've looked at Akers because I do think he'll get a lot of work, but Seattle's run defense sneaky good um mm-hmm. you know they're only allowing 3.9 yards per rushing attempt that's fifth in the league the rams are third in the league i don't know if either running back will have a ton of success in this spot so yeah i'm, I'm gonna stay away from the running backs if i go to the props here i think and i'm pulling up the numbers so ramsey has done a very good job on metcalf yes yeah. but that has led to some openings for tyler lockett uh, so if I do play something here, I think it'll probably be a locket prop. And let's just go to Metcalf's game log. He did have so the last matchup he had six catches for 59 yards. The earlier game just in LA, just two for 28. So completely shut down in that one. Nothing special in the last one in Seattle. But then you go to Lockett. He had five grabs for 66 yards in the first game and eh, three for 44 in the other one. I guess nothing special. So maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no, uh, I mean. If, if, I, if, you, if I did play a receiver, though, it would be, and, and from a DFS perspective, it would be Lockett getting free rather than, rather than Metcalf. I do think that, I, again, this is not, you know, I'm kind of thinking out loud here. Uh, and I haven't seen the odds, but someone like David Moore who, few and far between with catches i'm not saying better prop but like if you're talking about first touchdown he's going to be massive odds if you're talking about a really cheap dfs play someone like that uh if obviously ramsey's unbelievable lockett's the natural guy who you think would benefit but david moore has had some games and i don't see more david moore i'm just on DraftKings right now but david moore is plus 425 anytime score there you go plus 2200 if you want the first Anytime sounds fine to me at those numbers. Yeah, like the, this is a, a guy that has shown the ability. It only takes a couple targets. Um, most of his targets, if he catches them, they're touchdowns. It's hard to complete them, but it's either a long ball or it's thrown in the end zone. So keep that in mind. These are little things that we can look to on what is a tough game. But let's get, okay, chat, are you ready? Because I'm ready. Tampa Bay, Washington. It's about to get spicy. Eight-point favorites. For Tommy and the Bucks, 44 and a half point total. Floor is yours. You've been on this team. What did you think? They did get the job done. You know, they made the playoffs. Brady's looked good. Do you think they're poised for a run here, or do you think it could uh, be an upset? So, look, Tampa's my team this year by, by default. default because I got in before the Brady official news and just got great numbers on win totals division, which didn't play out. Uh, but I was able to hedge a little on new Orleans, um, to make the playoffs. And then I also have them, I think at like plus 1800 to win the NFC and plus 3000 to win the super bowl. So like I have great numbers. I'm hoping they can win this game so that I can do some hedging of some kind in the postseason. Uh, man, this is the dog that everybody loves, right? Not necessarily even just with the eight points, but people think Washington can win this game with that defense. They have the pass rush and a guy like Chase Young to make Brady uncomfortable, which is always the game plan to go against Brady going back 15 years. Um, 
They're at home. Brady, uh, 43 years old, does not like to play the night games. He likes to go to bed when this game kicks off and play <laughs> like at 1 May. p.m. the next day. He is 1-3 straight up in primetime, 0-4 against the spread this season as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer in this time slot. His last game as a New England Patriot, getting embarrassed at home by the Tennessee Titans, was the Saturday night, late night time slot. He wants to go to bed and play at 1 o'clock on Sunday. That said, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win this game. Okay, <laughs> I think okay. that they're going to be able to pull it out because I don't, I, I don't know if Washington has enough offensively, and Tampa's getting pieces back on defense. Alex Smith is banged up. If Ron Rivera is talking about playing Taylor Heineke or whatever his name is and rotating <laughs> in quarterbacks, I don't think that's how you win a playoff game. Um, uh, Gibson has been banged up these last few weeks, and he's a huge part of their offense. Uh, if you watched the game against Philly, that was a – clown show it looked like both teams were tanking but Washington got it done because Philly tanked harder they went to the secret weapon Nate Sudfeld late late in the game to seal the deal I don't know I'm interested to look at some props especially if Mike Evans is out or just a decoy which I think he very well very well could be um you can you can definitely tease Washington up to up to fourteen and a half fifteen. I think that would be great if the number gets back there. Uh, I I don't hate taking Washington with the points just at eight or better. Um, one of the first things I did after that Washington game was I bet Tampa minus seven, not because I loved it, but because I knew I could get out of it if I if I wanted to, and I'm probably going to. But. I, <sighs> I don't think the Washington offense is going to be good enough to win this game, even if the defense holds Brady to 17-20. I, like, I don't think Washington's going to get past 14, 17 points in this game. So that probably all means I should just bet the under, but I'm, I'm curious where you're at on this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think if you're looking for – if your site lets you – Washington and the under are certainly correlated, obviously. Uh, it feels like most of the ways they cover – it's by really slowing this game and limiting plays. It's no coincidence, chat. When you clicked on this video, Chase Young was the uh, the cover boy. That's not an accident. I chose that. I said on Sunday, if Washington wins that game and they get Tampa, they are going to beat them. I don't like that I have so much company. This has become somewhat mainstream, and I, mm-hmm. I don't don't love that idea. I also don't love the idea that they're – Offense is non-existent, as you talked about. I think that McLaurin has to have a game. I don't see any other way this can happen without him. Alex Smith he has to catch service. a deep touchdown. Yeah, he has to have a big game. Um, they're not going to dink and dunk. I will say Devin White being out is a nice boost. He's a good player on Tampa's defense. Mike Evans could be banged up, and they do have the formula to cause some problems. But at the same time, the Bucks are just low. Like, I think we – can't forget how loaded this offense is uh yes Mike Evans could be hurt they got plenty of weapons um I do think that I will be on Washington there's no doubt about that I'm obviously worried about what could easily happen they're not built to fall behind they're similar to the Rams in my eyes in a lot of ways they only have one out they're at home I hope it's nasty maybe it'll rain something you know they need some I don't want to say fluke things, but they need to muck it up. There's no doubt in my mind this is a clean game that Tampa will be moving on. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's just, it's not a classic Tampa Bay team. It's a like Brady knows how to play in whatever the environment in Washington is going to be. Brady has obviously 
been in that before and played playoff games in those circumstances before. So it's just, I, I totally understand the appeal in, in Washington. I, I'm trying to find a dog, obviously an underdog is going to win this weekend. It always oh, no doubt. happens. Um, and everybody thinks that it's going to be the second biggest one in, on the board in Washington. Uh, I don't know. I just, I feel I, I I'm not laying the points with with Tampa I'm not going to do that but I just feel like there's too much there I feel like Tampa's going to too much in their favor they're going to find a way to win this game I think yeah we'll have to keep an eye on it like I said uh leading up certainly some things break we'll see where the spread goes but let's move it to Sunday we got three games left here and there's obviously some big ones starting with what I think is not getting talked about enough and maybe it's just because it's not here yet but this is the rematch of last year the Ravens were unbeatable, and they got smacked by Tennessee. Now it's it's a much more competitive game. The Ravens are still favored on the road, three-point favorite going into Nashville uh, to take on the Titans. Lamar, listen, he's very young. I think he just tur- – I think it was his birthday yesterday. Um, just turned 24. he got to win a playoff game, though. He's had opportunities, and he's had the better team in several – there's another one. Ravens got to get it done. I think the Ravens do get it done. Uh, I'll, I'll lead with that. Where do you see this game going? Yeah, I did get in on Baltimore at minus three. I probably wouldn't bet it at three and a half because Neither it would I. should be a tight one. Um, I also don't think I would take the Titans, though, at three and a half. I would just pass. Uh, it's going to be a close game. Baltimore not only lost at home, embarrassing that playoff game last year, but they also Lamar Jackson's last loss is Tennessee this year. And then RG three lost to the Steelers. And then Jackson came on and won five straight and got this wild card spot. So they have some momentum, but a lot of Baltimore's wins in that stretch were over bad teams, Dallas, the giants, the Bengals, the Jags, like bad wins, not bad wins, just wins over bad teams. Um, Meanwhile, Tennessee got the big win over Baltimore, got a big divisional win in that rematch over Indy. And then every big game along the way since has been a loss. Gave up 40 points to the Browns and lost. Gave up 40 points to the Packers and lost. So they haven't won a big game in a while themselves. I lean Baltimore, but this is a really hard one to to call. Here's what I think I'm going to do as, as like a best bet in this game. Um, I've been close. I told myself like a month ago, I'm closing my eyes. I'm betting Derrick Henry rushing overs no matter how big the number and they've all been hitting last week. One of my biggest bets of the NFL season was Henry over 118 and a half. He doubled it for 250, more than doubled it for 250. Um, Derrick Henry ran for a buck 30 in this matchup earlier in the season. He ran for 195 in Baltimore in that playoff win last year. It's set around 120 right now for, for this game. I think by getting exposure to Derrick Henry over 120 yards, you know that's Tennessee's game plan, first of all, and it just always works because he's so big. Uh, if Tennessee wins the game, they need over a buck 20 from Henry, so that covers you there. If Baltimore wins the game, it's still like a coin toss on, on that number. We just saw Derrick Henry run for 250, and they needed a game-winning field goal off the upright to win the game. So I think the safest play in this game for me – I, I lean to Baltimore but I'll say Derrick Henry over a buck 20 covers a lot of outcomes I feel the same way about Lamar Jackson's rushing uh in games where they when they win he's electric when they lose he has to run he has no choice this is all hands on deck we've seen lately his rushing totals pump up why because they need these games 97 80 35 124 like it's 68 and a half I can live with backing 
that blindly. Uh, if he gets north of 10 carries, I'll live with the result. Simple as that. Do you have what he ran for against Tennessee? That last I game? do. He ran for 51 yards, but 13 carries is what I like. His long was only 14. Yeah. So they did okay. a good job. Um, but again, if you give me 13 carries in this game, I will gladly back over yeah. 68 and a half. No, it just takes one with him. Get that yep. 30, 40 yarder in there. And then the rest will just get just there the on volume. volume. Yep. Uh, all right. This is the other big time spread. I've seen a couple of people say that this is too many points. You've got Chicago 10 point dogs going into the dome to take on the saints. Obviously the saints have had a crazy season injuries. They've got some COVID issues. The bears are the bears though. Um, I, I, if I had to, I would take the points just because I think that is too many. I'm not calling for uh, certainly a big upset here. Do you think they could win the game? Do you think they could cover the game? Where, where do you go in what could be a lopsided one? <clears throat> I have shockingly few takes on this game. I feel like this is a weird game mm-hmm. to bet. Um, definitely not laying the 10 with New Orleans. I wouldn't feel great about taking 10 with the Bears, but that's what I would do just like you if you made me bet the game. Uh, the like the Saints, give them all the knocks you want. They're seven one and one against the spread in their last nine games. They're not losing this game. They just lost to Minnesota and Kirk Cousins in this spot last year. They're not losing in this spot this year to Mitch Trubisky and the Bears. Like it's just not going to happen. Um, if Chicago is the underdog that wins this weekend, I I will be shocked. That's the only one on the board that would completely stun me. Um, so if you want to, if you're building a money line parlay, like I think new Orleans is a safe piece, they're minus 500. They should, certainly should be a safe piece. Uh, I just don't know what you put it with. Cause even if you're, I know Washington's the hot underdog, even if you like Tampa and you put them together, that's like my, that's like minus 200 range and doesn't get you anywhere near anything you want to bet. So I guess you could use the saints. Let's say you like, like the Seahawks like me, and you don't want to go minus three. If you put, the Saints money line with the Seahawks money line. Now you're looking at like a standard minus one ten bet. That's the really the only thing in this game that I see as as a useful piece, I guess. Unless uh, Kamara winds up ruled out and we get a good number on Latavius Murray rushing prop, that's obviously an attractive place to look. Yeah, I think for me, yeah, should the Saints win? Yes. Do I think that their money line should be around minus five hundred? No. Um, right. I really don't. Uh, it doesn't mean, like I said, they're probably going to win the game. I would be shocked if they lost the game, but that's a, like, if this was minus 375, minus 400, okay, I could stomach it. You're moving it. For me, I, I would not go near that. Um, and we'll see. Maybe a prop will open up, but to, to me, of the six games, that's the worst betting game of the six. Definitely. Um, all right, let's wrap it up. We got about five minutes. Don't go anywhere, chat, because you guys know the drill. We got shows on shows on shows. 10 a.m. Eastern, we've got Josh Engelman, Greg Ehrenberg doing NBA strategy. Then we've got NFL. Then we've got deeper dives live before lock. All sorts of things today. That is why. Hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel. We say it every time. We are marching towards 50K. We're going to get there, and we want you as part of the team. We're going to do a big giveaway when we do on YouTube. So it's the best way to do it, and certainly – Stop on in. You got all Julian's content, myself, the whole team. This game, they should just fire this game into the sun. The Browns just obviously doing – it's not even their fault, but I still blame them. Just doing Browns things. Six-point dogs going into Pittsburgh. Their coach has COVID. Other people have COVID. They just played last week with Mason Rudolph. Obviously, now this is the A-team for the Steelers. 
I like the Steelers in the game. I don't think that the, the Browns are just a bum team. Um, sorry to say that because I kind of root for them, but I don't like this situation for them at all. How can you? Like you said, the coach has COVID. Other guys have COVID. They haven't been in the practice facility yet this week going into a playoff game. I know some weeks teams figure that out. This week's a little bit different. First playoff game in 18 years for them, and they can't practice. Uh, Higgins is out drag racing. <laughs> um, Sharp. It just, like, why are the Browns going to – compete in this game like they just had a hard time beating the Steelers backups this reminds me also a lot of the Bills last year who just maybe happy to get in there and then just crap themselves in the playoffs and give the game away um I I think the Steelers on the spread are fine but my my best bet of the weekend um and I'll probably have a piece up on this with some analysis on awesome Bills Steelers six-point teaser if you get better odds on the money line parlay, it's the same thing. So take the money line parlay. I just don't see the uh, Pittsburgh's offenses. Obviously, you know, it took some hits, I guess, or some, some knocks, but it's, it's better than it's been these winding down the season. It, it's, it's going to be fine. Um, the Browns going against an elite Pittsburgh defense. I just tell me why the Browns are, are going to be in this one. This is a, a classic happy to be here great that the browns are back in the playoffs for the first time in 18 years now get mopped by the steelers and we'll move on correct uh i'll just say this to close out the show you know we've talked about these games to me there is a i would be more surprised to see the browns win or the colts win than the bears win i know that's the biggest spread but that just shows you where i'm at with these games i don't i don't see it i mean Um, i hope I hope you're right because my teaser is Pittsburgh yeah. Buffalo, but uh, man, I, Bears winning that game would shock me the most of the week. It, it would. I get it. I just, to me, these teams, and the Steelers, I'm not going to say they're better than the Saints, not that anyone really, but the Browns are just in a dysfunctional spot. I think it's actually a really bad spot to be playing Pittsburgh again, um, particularly with the situation. They have some talent. There's no doubt about it, but going into Pittsburgh like this, it it's a tough ask to kind of, they limped into the playoffs as poorly as you, you know, losing to the jets. And I know they've had some issues personnel wise, but I I just don't, I don't see it. The Colts are a good team, but the bills are better. That's kind of how I'll Mm -hmm. leave it. Um, On that note, we're going to bounce on that here. Like I said, this was a rapid fire show. That's what we do. We only need 30 minutes to give you these hot takes, but if you have any questions, Jazz DFS right on the screen at Julian Edlow, follow him. He drops, the plays, NBA, NFL. If some of these pops, if someone gets ruled out, you want to go to that Twitter and see it. And obviously you want to head over to Osmo for, for our game breakdown. So good luck, everyone. Chat, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for the likes on the way out the door. And like I said, stay tuned. NBA strategy show coming up next. Good luck. See you guys next week. Sure.